Help support our coverage with a free account on Privacy, the service that keeps you protected when shopping online. Get $5 to try it now by using promo code QZZ2J. And with Blueberry, the community that gives creators the power to make money, get detailed audience measurements, and host their audio and video. Get a 30-day free trial by using promo code BLUEBERRY004. And you are? I am Robin Raskin. Hey, Robin. Founder of Living in Digital Times, yes. partners with CES. Actually, I have talked to you before now as, as you're bringing I that knew up. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think a year or two ago. Familiar. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. So, yes. So, uh, so tell the audience about uh, what we've got going on here. So, you know, everybody comes to CES and you can feel the energy. It's so palpable and life changing for so many people. So, it occurred to me about five years ago why not pick a couple of kids who are doing amazing things and Rather than having them like at sixth science in the eighth grade or the ninth grade, have them come out here and see what's here. So um, yeah. CTA was nice enough to give me special dispensation to award for kids every year. We uh, let them apply with an, um, an application. It's got to be scalable. It's got to be unique and innovative. And it's got to have some social good value. Okay. And we have four wonderful kids. You're going to meet two of them. They're under 20 years old. Okay. And we have kept track over all these years. They don't quit. They go on and they all remember this CES as being that moment where they saw magic. That's fantastic. Uh-huh. I had the opportunity a couple of years ago. Uh, I work with First Robotics. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, it was one of the times where CES went over the weekend. And so it was kickoff weekend for the First Robotics competition. And the CTA allowed me to host a kickoff event at the North Hall. And uh, then a couple Wait. of the kids got to go in and see. And I, this has been five years now. Uh, I continue to get emails from them As because of yeah right. because of the experience. They got a personal tour of Intel, and you know that that's very cool. It's just that's such a cool thing, yep. and and they all remember that yep. as the right. first time they saw exactly what the industry yeah. looks like. And I think CTA has been really good about. Um, Recognizing that it's reskilling and education, etc., that's going to um, make them 21st century learners. Well, and I yeah. think the other thing, too, and I think Scott and I talked about this a day or two ago, is when you build entrepreneurship in a young person, those people stay where they're at. So there isn't anything, in my opinion, stronger for a community to build its economic infrastructure than getting young entrepreneurs. Agreed. Agreed. They, won't, they just won't move anywhere else because they've built their business there. No, and once you taste it, you yes. know, and we do, we uh-huh. try and reach out every way possible. We work with the Science Teachers of America, and we, you know, go out to all the journalists and say, tell anybody that you can. I will tell you, most of our students over the years have been first-generation Americans. So I, I, I do want my little warning um, oh, sure. to American education is, like, wake up. Um, there are people working really hard, and um, they tend not, not, to, not to be white, endowed, privileged kids, but kids who are really scrappy and will work for this. So it's an interesting aside. Uh-huh. But, I, but I'd be willing to bet that most of the businesses in here, most of those business entrepreneurs when they first started, were all that way. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Because you have to be. If you're not, 
you may get one year at Eureka Park and then we never hear from you right, again. Right. You don't get right. You don't get the success stories of moving from Eureka Park to the top yep. floor of so, the Sands or to the LVCC. And I know. always think it's best to be underfunded and scrappy than overfunded and, and comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But how many sixteen-year-olds have you met that are all filing patents? I mean, these kids are amazing. Yeah. And actually, for the first year, we have great judges who are all really techie. But I had to go to experts in like quantum photonics and say, could you help me evaluate this 16-year-old's like, application? Right? That's funny. So, like, Why so am I going to be afraid of this interview right. next year? Oh, you have no idea. Like, Really, you're putting it on the blockchain? Okay, well, let me just... And so we actually went out to so many experts going, let me talk to that kid. Last year, we had kids who got internships here. Yeah. Um, so I think... The industry, it's, sort of, I, I, it's one of the happiest things that I do at this show, and we do a lot of things here. Fantastic. Yes, you do. <laughs> and and we're going to get to have the conversation about a, a Digital Health Summit tomorrow, I think. That's right. So right. I, I look forward right. to that. We uh, just announced our last gadget standing. Uh, winners, Medwand, a tricorder-like device. I'm serious uh -huh. that you can use uh, remotely to tell your doctor look at my throat, look at my heart, look at my lungs. Wow. And um, uh, awesome. real-time translator from Waverly called Ambassador that is okay. the fastest multinational way to do global business. Wow. Fantastic. Well, maybe one of these days, these two will, uh, will, be, com it. will be competing in Last Gadget yes. Standing. That's exactly yes. what yeah. I said this morning. Yeah. But let's, let's uh, hear from them and see what they're up to. Thanks so much. So Great absolutely. to see you. We're talking with the... Uh, Young Innovator, Young Innovators Awards winners now. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Go ahead and introduce yourself for me. Yeah. Um, so I'm a 16-year-old innovator. I've been doing tons of cool stuff with blockchain and machine learning. Um, so I basically worked on this platform using blockchain to track medication and supply chain. Um, and so currently in our world today, around 10% of our medication is actually counterfeit. Um, and in the developing world, this, this rises to like 40%. It's insane. What? Um, yeah, it's, it's super crazy. And so I, I developed a platform to actually solve that problem. Um, and I've been doing some stuff with machine learning around disease diagnosing using deep neural networks. Okay, so before we get into the details on that, let's talk about how you ended up wanting to do an entrepreneurial type uh, you know, self-started project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm actually part of this like human accelerator program uh, based out of Toronto called the Knowledge Society. Okay. Um, and so that's actually how I got initially exposed to these like emerging technologies like machine learning, blockchain, quantum computing. But I've always been like super curious to do like meaningful work. That's always been something okay. in my head. Like how do I just do something meaningful in the world? But I never really knew how. And so I think through this program, like you get exposed to these technologies, you're building projects, like you're developing your mindset, learning philosophy and you really understand how you can possibly like you know do meaningful work in the world as like sure. a 16 year old yeah that's really cool um, I have a conference in Toronto that you should go to we'll <laughs> talk later <laughs> absolutely um, okay so let's talk about the project so we're using blockchain and AI to detect track what are we doing with with uh, the medication yeah so current um, the way the current supply chain works is 
uh, there's no, there's actually no tracking system. And so the reason for counterfeit medication is the fact that the supply chain um, is, is there's no sort of accountability system to, to see where these products are actually being sourced from, where they're coming from. And so often second wholesalers or repackaging happens with the medication. Um, and so the reason why blockchain made a lot of sense for a platform to track the medication was because you need a system where people can easily trace what's happening with the medication. So on blockchain, you can basically note down each transaction. Okay. Um, and then it's a trust. It's a trustful system. And so basically, the project is is a blockchain system. Um, is a, is a blockchain system to track medication and supply chain. Um, and, and the way you do that is through um, basically interacting each step of the way with each stakeholder and verifying sure. that the medication matches this like ID in the network. Sure. And since blockchain is essentially, to, to dumb it down, it's uh, obviously more than this, but it's, it's a, a, a shared audit trail mm-hmm. that's unalterable, mm-hmm. right? So once it's... Once the audit is created, we don't have to worry about it being because any false information gets gets booted out during during verification. Mm-hmm. So that it's a totally safe way to be able to to track the transaction of changing hands of the medications. Hundred percent. That's awesome. It, it, it's such a big issue that I think it's like it's just an interesting application of the technology, and I think yeah. we still have like we haven't fully unlocked the potential of ways we can actually like interact with blockchain for like yeah. digital identity sure. counterfeit medication there's so many interesting applications and, and there's been a whole lot of uninteresting applications yeah <laughs> right there's <laughs> been it's been applied to all kinds of nonsense but eventually <laughs> people yeah. were going to figure out ways to use it for better mm-hmm. and it sounds like that's exactly what you've done yeah that's really cool is this something that you're hoping to actually or have you maybe already brought to market bring to market what is what stage are you with this yeah so i actually worked with a few re, uh, like a few researchers from ibm watson because they're doing a very a really similar project actually using blockchain okay um so i use i, I worked with some mentors to, from there to actually develop out the platform um i've been in talks with like a few researchers and a few clinics um, mainly in the developing world to see if i can possibly pilot it but i think um it's it's all about like just developing out the platform and like making it really good before um, I can actually like pilot it out and, and get people to use it. Very cool. Well, I love this. Uh, yeah. Is there information out in the world about it? Yeah, you can check out, um, if you want, you can check out my website. So it's just www.alishbaimran.com. Um, I also have LinkedIn. It's just my name, Alishba Imran. Um, Twitter, whatever, like everything. I have articles on there. I usually tweet about my progress. So if you want to stay in touch, I would love that. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. We will be in touch because I, uh, I think this conference would be something that would be interesting to you. So. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thanks for being on. And congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, we've been talking about blockchain off and on. Uh, all week and you know some of the applications in the past have been eh, who cares um, but uh, this one we've we're finally starting to see people use blockchain for what it was intended to be and that's wonderful um, because there's so much potential to the technology and it's never I mean, it hardly ever been taken advantage of I mean you know a blockchain dating app don't care blockchain to protect the integrity of medication in the world, that's a noble endeavor. 
and we have another guest here. Hello. Nice to meet you. I'm Stanley. Nice to meet you too. Go ahead and introduce yourself and your project. Uh, so hi, my name is Stanley. I'm 16. I go to Arcadia High School in Southern California. So LA guy, you know, gotcha. not too far away from here. Um, and my project? Yeah. Yeah, so I basically developed this inexpensive and portable device um, that can perform disease detection you know, onto a single system. Uh, you know, it's inexpensive, about less than $2 to fabricate, you know, user-friendly, less than four minutes runtime, um, and has, you know, been a big project of mine over the past few years. Okay, so before we get into the details on it, let's talk about what led you to want to be in this crazy entrepreneurial space. Okay, yeah. So as a kid, you know, I've always been interested in engineering, you know, design and creation of all these different kinds of objects. So, you know, I remember like as a child, I spent hours in my family garage, you know, you know, building all these sorts of Lego creations or, you know, even just, you know, deconstructing some of my household appliances and, you know, looking at the different circuits and stuff like that. Um, and as I, you know, got older and got into middle school, my teachers introduced me to, you know, all these sorts of, you know, different softwares which you know, I could design different things onto, designing bridges, you know, all these you know, simple sorts of things. Okay. And you know, as I got older into high school, you know, I realized you know, I wanted to, do, you know, I wanted to put myself out there and you know, really see what was out there and what I could impact on. Um, so in the summer of my freshman year, I emailed over 100 different labs um, in you know, my surrounding neighborhoods. I got one reply. <laughs> and <laughs> well, you know what? You got a reply. Yeah, and now I'm working at the USC Department of Pathology uh, doing research and working on this project. Okay, first of all, that's crazy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. So let, let's talk about exactly what the, what the project, what the, the piece is. Of course, yeah. So it's a diagnostic device for disease detection. Okay. So one of the big challenges in disease detection right now is that a lot of you know, the disease detection steps from drawing a patient's blood to you know, running it through a centrifuge to process the blood to you know, detecting you know, the disease for you know, whatever you're looking for, getting results, and then sending it back to the, to the patient from you know, the hospital to lab and then back to the patient, that takes forever. That takes you know, a few days. It's very time intensive. Um, so what I really wanted to do was see how I could you know, mitigate these steps into a single system. Okay. So that's what I have built, the Amino Essence chip. Um, it's a glass, it's about the size of a glass slide. Um, it's a microfluidic device, um, okay. which uses a technology called acoustic induced microstreaming. Um, it's a lot of words. It's a lot of words, yeah. <laughs> but the very brief explanation of it is that um, when a acoustic field acts upon a channel of you know, air bubbles, they cause the air bubbles to oscillate. Okay. And when like a liquid, like blood or something like that, comes into contact with all these oscillating air bubbles, um, it creates what's called in my lab as a microvortex. So it creates the attraction and repulsion of the liquid around the microvortex um, and separates blood cells based off of their you know, larger sizes, um, and the plasma just flows through. What? And That's crazy. Okay, so let <laughs> crazy. All right. So obviously. I feel like I can't be the first one to make the connection with the disaster that was Theranos, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> there's, there's no way that everybody who's actually trying to accomplish this, not just saying they did, uh, is going to be compared against that crazy class. Of course, yeah. So, so um, 
has that been a problem for you up until now, or are you able to to say, no, 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 see, look, here it is, and actually, I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah, so I understand where you're coming from with the whole, you know, Theranos, that was a disaster, yeah. but... And, and potentially could set back the, <laughs> the medical diagnostic industry. Yeah, so the biggest thing for me, especially, you know, working at, you know, the USC uh, Department of Pathology is you know, being transparent with my results, with my data, yeah. um, and, you know, just doing clean science, you know, mm-hmm. and sharing my work with other people. Um, so in terms of what the, you know, what the feasibility of a device like this in the medical industry is, um, it's in its prototyping stages right now, sure. um, but based off of lab results, you know, we have, you know, run a lot of different experiments and collected, you know, a lot of, you know, different data points to suggest that, you know, this device could be used in the future you know, for you know, these point-of-care tests, these diagnostic tests. Um, and if we have more time, I can you know, run you through some of the numbers. But Okay. Yeah. Well, I think, I think at some point uh, I will have to be in contact with you because that, this, is, this is really cool. Thank you so um, much. And it's, it's awesome that you won the award. As well, you should, because this is crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And so what was it that attracted you to medical stuff? Um, you know, just reading about all these, you know, different things happening online. For, so, for example, I, I think when I was about, you know, 13 or 12, you know, I was shocked. You know, there are millions of people, you know, worldwide who die from these preventable diseases, including my aunt, who died from, you know, colon cancer a few years back. Gotcha. Um, because of late diagnosis and because of the inaccessibility of, you know, really sensitive and accurate, you know, diagnostic tests that are accurate and available you know, to these people in third world countries, or even just, you know, people in their neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so I guess that has been the biggest inspiration for me and driving factor, you know, in trying to, you know, develop something and using my passion for engineering sure. um, to address these problems. Yeah. Sure. So a, a, a personal experience led you down the path. A personal experience. Yeah. Gotcha. That's, that's cool. That tends to be the way the best things happen. So, yeah. well... Thank you for coming and talking to me today. It's been a pleasure, sir. Before you take off, if people want to find out more about what you're doing, is there a way they can do that? Um, I don't have a LinkedIn. I'm only 16. Um, but I do have a website where I do talk a little bit more about this device. Um, so you can either go on, uh, you can either Google youngintervirusswatch.com and look at my project. Or you can just, um, you know, Google the Amino Essence chip, which is the device that I created. Okay. Um, at squarespace.com, and you'll be able to find it there. Very cool. Well, we are definitely going to be in contact because I'm loving this. Thank you. It was a Absolutely. pleasure. Have a good show. Enjoy enjoy your time here. Yeah. It's been, been oh. <laughs> Go ahead. I've been blown away by, you know, everything I've it's, seen here. It's crazy, It's absolutely it? crazy. And, you know, I'm loving it. I'm only good. 16. I'm here. I'm loving it. Very cool. Well, enjoy the rest of your time. Thank you.